see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box. Recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Welcome to the Art Box, 10 Minutes at Mystery Ranch. It's just Kim Garrison Means, Rayette Martin, Jim Woody, and myself sitting around eating some darn good tacos that Kim cooked up for us, talking about respecting cultural sites. Enjoy! I, I went up Grapevine Canyon with this group of artists last year and Paul Jackson, who's a Mojave tribal elder, was one of the artists and he led that excursion and he he talked about it at the entrance in terms of what that canyon means to the Mojave people. And one of the stories that he told that he also has mentioned several other times uh, in the Spirit of the Land show is how not just ancient history is there on the walls of that canyon that's important to the Mojave people today, but also the Mojave tribal members used to hide in that canyon when they were in danger. And he means during historic periods where there was disputes with other tribes, but he also means around, you know, in the 1800s when there were disputes with the American settlers. And then he said that during the era of the schools, that the boarding boarding schools where the Mojave Indians were forced to go to boarding school, that they would send their children up into the canyon to hide so that they wouldn't come and be collected to go to for boarding wow. school. And he means in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a recent past uh, episode of history. And so like the history of that canyon isn't just this ancient history, but it's so much a part of living culture and living people's communities now. And it it makes me really want people in the public to know about things like that. When they go to petroglyph sites, the Native American communities are our neighbors living here now and using those sites as storytelling places for their families and about their history and also for important spiritual sites and rituals it's their it's their churches it, it would be like me desecrating 
uh, photo album that my grandmother gave me. Yeah. I mean, I, I can liken it to that. Hmm. And I, 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 wouldn't dare, I wouldn't dare do that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting that, because my recollection of the signage at Grapevine Canyon was, you know, it explained some of the glyphs but it didn't really get into and like what you said earlier it's it's talking about in the past yeah as if the tribes don't exist it, now don't exist now right. which is you know let's bring that up with our blm guy the next time <laughs> uh, it's always been a problem that we like to talk about ancient history and disconnect it from current people yeah right so even when we talk about miners we don't talk about their descendants that often it was the people who left and and so it's really even worse when we talk about tribal members. Um, we'll say, oh, the Native Americans, Native Americans, Native Americans. It's nice to be able to say the ancestors for the Fort Mojave tribe mm -hmm. or the ancestors to the Southern Paiute to help people connect to the fact that they're still here. Or my neighbor Joe. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, my neighbor or Joe Arch, is actually. part of this. Or, or, yeah, and then they're not just living on reservations. They're living in our communities. They're living yeah. all across the country. So it's not just the folks that are here on the reservation that that stuff means a lot to. Is it because we're just so much in the here and now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe or, we're, we don't know our history enough to necessarily know that these public lands that we're enjoying used to be the tribal lands, and they're still tribal sacred sites and cultural sites and that you know we we can't just treat them like they're these fun sites for us to visit and and you know throw our trash in and and it won't matter uh and and, and to that and sometimes people trash places and i i find that they they think Oh, well, it's somebody's job to pick up the trash. This is some kind of public land. And so I'm just making some work for some people who work here and I pay money for that. Mm -hmm. And then I pay taxes. Yeah. And then I realized, no, it's it's me and my neighbors because like we just happen to be the people closest by or it's volunteer groups that are going out there um, and you guys experience people trashing things in a totally different Right. way right because you clean up things like graffiti in those sites yeah so when you have a petroglyph site and um, somebody's gone in and decided to leave their own mark um, scratching or spray paint um, mainly in southern nevada it's scratching somebody will come along pick up a rock and decide to add their name or try and cross something out and that does irreparable irreparable damage to those sites and and the best we can do is go in and try and distract people um, their vision from seeing the new markings so that they can see the original. Um, but it's it's actually impossible to get it back to the way it was before. And it's it's so disrespectful, um, but at the same time, it's it, a lot of times it's people and their kids, like picking up rocks and doing tic-tac-toe. A lot of it is just people not thinking beyond yeah. themselves or what that really means once they've made those marks. Well, and then it gets into, which is why you and others are so much into getting the graffiti down, because graffiti begets graffiti. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, once somebody's marked it, then everybody decides, it's a calling oh, it's okay. Card. Yeah. It's a calling card. Mm -hmm. But isn't there an argument that, you know, graffiti is art of the kind, too? And someone might say, well, what's the difference between me making my tic-tac-toe statement or writing my name uh, on this rock that I've gone to visit on public lands and the 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 petroglyph art that was there many thousands or hundreds of years ago like well what from an anthropological perspective is uh, is there a difference between those somebody marks? left their calling card 2000 years ago so why can't i leave mine right? i i've been in joshua tree and have found odd little places where they used to herd cattle and on these big rock faces it's you can see the and they're putting the 1870s yeah. and they're they're you know it's it's, it is a mark to history in some respects, mm -hmm. but you know, that's, that may be one thing, but maybe paintballing or scratching where there's, it's a known petroglyph site. That's, right. that's kind of inexcusable. Right. Well, we're the history makers of the future, right? And so <coughs> people a hundred years from now are going to be looking at what we've left behind. But when you have something, I'm not trying to equate rock writings to art necessarily, but say you have the Mona Lisa, right? Are you going to put your art on top of it? Or are you going to create it somewhere else and be inspired by it? Um, the same thing, I think, with rock writings is that um, there's a level of respect that needs to be made. And there's places like in Chloride where they have the walls of the canyon and people put their art on that and that's something you go and you venture to to experience um you don't need to put that over the top of something else that's existing so you can still have your spaces still make your marks but be respectful of the people who came yeah. before you that's my opinion i think that's that. valid that's you know so in a way we should be treating those outdoor sites more as museums like we would not mm -hmm. put Absolutely. our graffiti yeah. art or our tic-tac-toe uh, games in a museum perfect right. and there's like a concept that um well they left this stuff behind right they don't care about it because they left um projectile points known as arrowheads or they left this rock art and they're not here all the time to come and visit it but the point isn't that it's dismissed or forgotten about it's specific to place it's specific to time and it is something that is to be experienced in nature. So you could say, oh, I want to protect this rock art boulder. I should take it to the museum, but that's not the intent of that. The intent is to experience it in place with the weather, with, you know, all of that. It's outdoor museum, you know, and so tribal folks aren't collecting all of these things and taking them in to be put in our westernized idea of what's a museum. Instead, it is to be experienced where it was left behind by their ancestors. Yeah, they already, they, they put it in the museum when they created it. Exactly. You know, that's, yeah. Well, we, so, we solved that. Yeah, we solved that problem. <laughs> Sorry, I talked a lot. <laughs> no, that was good. No, there's our 10 minutes. That's my soapbox. Okay. That was good. I, I do want a whole other 10 minutes just hearing about you guys talking about cleaning it up. But, mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, how much, how many hours that takes and all that stuff. But, no. 
broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.